Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. All right, welcome everybody. It's another episode of the podcast that's sweeping the nation. It is One Man's Opinion. Thank you, one and all, for being with us the entire offseason. Thank you for being with us this entire preseason, the fantasy football draft season. Thank you for uh, all your downloads. Your comments have been absolutely on fire. Thank you guys so much. That means the absolute world to me. So thank you for all that. Uh, it's much appreciated. This is episode 127, 127 episodes in. Today, we put it on tape, folks. If you know anything about me, my name, by the way, Jeff Manns, in case you're just tuning in or you stumbled upon this podcast, you can hear me weekday afternoon, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time every weekday afternoon, host of the Elite Sports Show on that network. Also, Sirius XM Fantasy Football pregame show with Bob Harris every Sunday morning, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time, taking you right up until kickoff of the Sunday games. You find me over at fantasyguru.com. Draft guide is still there if you are still drafting. Otherwise, week one rankings and projections and depth charts and DFS plays and bets and starts and sits and buy low and sell high and trades and waivers and free agency and and uh, fab budget and snap counts and every kind of red zone analysis, everything you need. All season long, it's exclusively at FantasyGuru.com. Join us for the season, everybody. You will not be disappointed. And if uh, you are a subscriber and you want to play a little, you know, little bets now that your state is uh, open and legal for you to make some money that way, it's a nice, easy way. Think about like betting for on the NFL without having to go through all this drafting and starts and sits and waivers, and you just make money that way. Pretty nice, easy way. Also, daily fantasy football season. You guys know how we roll. Nobody makes money in DFS NFL like the elite mafia over at fantasyguru.com. So there you go. Find me at Jeff underscore man's on Twitter, the Jeff man's on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. Again, we put it on tape today. Same episode. It's our third year of this podcast. This is what we do on the final week before the start of the season. Put it on tape, 2022 NFL predictions. We'll talk about that. I've got some news coming at you. We, I'm going to go through my final drafts. I actually, as I'm recording this, I still have two drafts left. So I'm still rolling, but boy, I've done a lot. I mean, this is the most drafts I've ever done in my entire life. Um, I Mostly because I play best ball more than ever. Drafters.com. If you are listening to this on Wednesday night or Thursday, before the games get in there and use the promo code elite, you'll double your deposit. It's $20 to win 250,000. You don't have to set a lineup. You don't have to make waivers. There's no trades. You don't even have to set your fucking lineup, by the way, uncensored podcast, uh, put the earbuds in, take the kids out of the car or no, keep them in the car, keep them safe. Just don't let them hear it. if you're a sensitive person, cause I will get raunchy and say dirty words. So, but that's the that's I mean you put in twenty bucks, win two hundred fifty thousand, hundred thousand dollars second prize. It's only seventy percent full. So think about it this way: thirty percent off the bottom, they're gone. That means of the lose, there's about twenty percent win in that contest. Okay, so with that in mind, it is you take thirty percent off of that and uh, or add that to it, and you're almost at a fifty percent clip of your chances to win, right? It's a it's a real good idea. It's a, you'll never have a better way to make money, especially in best ball with a top prize like that. So get over there, drafters.com, and use the promo code ELITE for your double deposit bonus. If you've already deposited there, they do a redeposit bonus, ELITE2, over there as well. So uh, I'm going to talk about my most owned, and least owned players, players I I have a ton of shares of, players I have zero or very few shares of that I like. I'm not going to tell you players I don't like Cordero, Cordero Patterson. I give a shit about Cordero Patterson. So I don't have any shares. I give a shit about it. So I'm not going to go through. I'm going to go through good players and talk about that. But then I'll go through my entire NFL standings. Um, as you know, over at FantasyGuru.com, we did it. I mean, I did this back in June. 
right? I ran the whole season. As soon as the schedule was unveiled, put everything in, and I was done with my coaching breakdowns, I put everything, I ran the whole season. So I've got projections on every player for the year, for the week, all that. And unlike most people and analysts, I adjust it. I will adjust and wrench and tweak everything. So I will give you where my standings fell this season. Some surprises, some disappointments, I'm sure. We'll get into all of that from a fantasy standpoint. Also, we'll help you with betting as well. I think it'll help with DFS, at least the idea behind some of that as well. So uh, that is on tap for today's show. Um, I have a ton of announcements. I'm not an announcement guy. I'll apologize in advance, but this is a golden opportunity for everybody out there. So long story short, we're aware of the world that we live in. We're aware that prices are high. We're aware that we had to raise our prices over at fantasyguru.com. Like all this is understood and known. I wrote in my, I, I we never hit it. I said it in my, it, my initial letter to all of our subscribers that you guys got when you signed up that, you know, we had to up our prices for various reasons. I mean, costs, the fucking, and I mean, should the cost be up? Absolutely not. Are we being gouged for things like data, servers, tools, tech, operations, marketing? Yes, across the board. No question about it. But here we are. So this is what happens. Um, so we had to raise costs. So we did a lot of things. We we divided the packages up. We bundled things as much as humanly possible, save people money. But one of the other things we've been working on all summer long, and I'm proud to unveil today, is a couple of contests for you guys. For you know, we talk. I've promoted Underdog a lot on this. They filled up their um, the Best Ball Mania three. I promoted Drafters a lot. Um, both contests I believe in, both contests I play. And with drafters, you have an extraordinarily high chance at winning and winning money. And that's something that I'm hell-bent on making sure every single one of our subscribers does or at least has the chance to do this season, whether it's seasonal, daily, betting, or what have you. So I'm very proud and excited to announce a contest Free for everybody. It's called the Superman's Bowl. That's right. Superman's Bowl. Is it a cheesy name? Possibly uh, or definitely. It, will you remember it? Will it roll off the tongue? I think absolutely. Um, what the Superman's Bowl is, it is a fantasy foot. Think about it like this. It's a fantasy football league. However, there's no t- you have no ties to it. All you have to do is submit an entry every single week. You build your lineup. That's the right thing. You don't have a draft. You can throw in any lineup with every player any week, every single week of the season. It's played at superdraft.io. That is the, the website. It is a great DFS website. Superdraft's been around for years. We've promoted them on this podcast, on the XM show, on Fantasy Guru. One of the things I love about the guys at Superdraft, what they did a couple of years ago is reached out and they they realized, I don't know how many of you remember, I'll talk some behind the scenes stuff. I got furious with FanDuel a few years ago because I don't know how many know I used to host the FanDuel show. I used to like be an employee there a little bit. Um, I didn't do anything with the behind the scenes. I just was their voice for a couple of years. And I got furious at FanDuel because they do not do anything to disallow lineup trains and obviously obvious collusion where people are entering multiple, the same lineup and multiple accounts and just flooding. They did it in tournaments and then they started doing it in cash games. When they did in cash games, I lost my shit. And I went on air and trashed him and everything else. Well, Superdraft came to me and said, listen, we're the site and we don't do salary cap. We do multipliers. So you could use any player and we have a unique system and style. And, you know, we're looking to, we want to make a name for ourselves. And what can we do to help you? I said, well, put some cash games up. 
And I talked to them and they actually listened and they did it. And so for the past couple of years, we've been playing a ton of cash games. Now cash games are single entry, 50, 50 contests. They're also head to heads and all that shit, but super draft. Don't fuck with that. I don't fuck with head to heads to get a true head to head. You have to play in hundred plus contests. Otherwise you can play one contest with a hundred people and you get the same, a lot less variance in the pay lines. The pay lines remain consistent. They remain secure. Okay. So they did that. So we've been working with super draft and we've been doing, we put them into my DFS NFL cash game breakdown. Uh, part of our pricing structure with FanDuel and DraftKings. We do a core four for them every Friday on the shows and on the, in the article, we talk about them on our live streams of fantasy groups. So they're, they're a great place for our players to double their money. Well, now they said, what, what else can we do? What are you looking for? I said, well, my, my dream is to do a contest with a, a great prize, big cash or something that is free for everybody. Cause I'm can't, you guys will play for money. I don't, I, I'm not, I'm so uncomfortable telling people to play for money. Cause I don't know some, for some of you, $1 is too many dollars for others you know, $1,000 or $10,000 is a drop in the bucket. It is really tough as an analyst in fantasy sports and betting and DFS to figure out what a lot of money is versus a lot, what means, you know, monetarily, what means what to every person. So I got to act as if every single nickel, it means the entire world for all of you. In reality, 10, 20 bucks shouldn't be that big a deal. All right. If you don't have that, you probably shouldn't be playing anyway, quite honestly. So I wanted a free contest. They said, okay, you know, we went back and forth. I've had meetings and everything with these guys. And they said, what, what, what can we do? Well, we could put up a couple of tickets to the Super Bowl 57. Fantastic. Oh, fuck phenomenal. Right. Well, Super Bowl 57 happens to take place in Arizona, Phoenix, where I live. So why don't we do tickets, hotel, meet and greet with me and other elite mafia members. So that's what we did in the Superman's bowl. Okay. Well, what else can we do? Well, how about a weekly cash price? So throw in a hundred dollars to win every single week that you, you can win throughout the course of the season. There's a, a whole payout structure um, there. And what it, what you have to do is it's a season long competition, just like a fantasy league. Every week you accumulate points. Now you have to set a new lineup every week. So you have to remember to go to the contest, get in there, and you can play anybody. Unlike FanDuel, DraftKings, and other DFS sites, on SuperDraft, you if you want to play um, Josh Allen, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Travis Kelsey, every single week, you can do that. You can do that, and you get their points. The caveat is there's a multiplier where you can play, let's say Patrick Mahomes um, this week or something, or because Allen's on Thursday, it's a little different, but you only get what he scores in their scoring system. So if he gets 20 points, you get 20 points. However, you can use Joe Burrow also. And if, Joe Burrow, let's say he gets 20 points. Well, he's got a 1.2 multiplier. That's actually, what is it, 24 points? 20%? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So that's the strategy in there. But you can use anybody. So you could choose however you want. Makes it fun. It's a blast to play. It'll be a fun contest for you all to do. The only way to get in is you have to have the link. And I have the link for everybody. So you need to follow me at Jeff underscore man's. On Twitter, that's the best way. The Jeff Man's Facebook. I'm never on Instagram, let's be honest, and I'm never on Snapchat. So TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. If you're a Fancy Guru subscriber, it's all over the Discord. Just go in the Discord. You got to sign up by Sunday. Now, you're able to miss one week, but only one of the first three weeks. After that, you have to be in it every single solitary week. They're only going to drop out your, your worst one week. So... You know, life comes up, you forget something one time. The rest of the year, you need to play in this contest and accumulate points. And there'll be a leaderboard. We'll update it. We'll talk about it in the XM show. I'll talk about it on this podcast and everything else. But the Superman's Bowl, 
You win cash every week. You win cash at the end of the year. You win two tickets to Super Bowl 57 in Phoenix and meet and greet. And if you know anything about me, you'll likely turn into a whole fucking weekend of us boozing, having a blast and, uh, you know, hanging out, you know, because, you know, I love our Elite Mafia members. I love our podcast listeners. It's going to be a great time. Now I'm going to try to rope Ted and Ray, maybe Phil, Sandro, some of the boys down here to Arizona and uh, have a true Super Bowl party. So I think it's going to be a great time. And again, free entry to everybody. How fucking great is that? So thank you to Superdraft for this. I strongly encourage you if you're playing DFS, they have a lot of other contests and the single entry double ups is what I highly recommend. They have GPP. You win. Fuck, man, they're like $10,000, $20,000 grand prizes on some of their DFS contests every single week as well. So, I mean, it's a great place to play overall, and I'm really proud of this contest. So check that out. Also, the secondary one, he, uh, this is a favor. I'm going to ask a favor. I never ask a favor. Rarely do I. Uh, my favors are usually, hey, man, just let's all be cool to one another and not talk politics and bullshit. Like, that's my favorite. I have a second favorite. It's easy. It's free again. Download the app, the H-O-F-L app. We call it the Hoffle. All right? I am in this league called the Hollow Fantasy League. It's 12 fantasy sports industry people. We all did our draft. We all um, are competing against each other. It's a professional fantasy league. It's one of the first of its kind. It was. It took place at the Hall of Fame, the NFL Hall of Fame. I did it virtually because I was a pussy and could not travel during that time. But they were kind enough to let me still in. Did my draft. Got a. I got a freaking banging team: Mahomes, Mixon, Connor, Debo, McLaurin, Honcho, Goddard, Damian Harris, McPherson, Chargers defense, Ramondre Stevenson. Sammy Watkins, Jarvis Landry, Hardman, Gasecki. I'm loaded. Okay. Download this app. It's free. Follow the Las Vegas Pocket Kings. That's my team. Okay. Just follow them. And then you can join the Discord. You can have chats with me every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time on the Hoffle app. It's actually, it'll be a lot of fun. You can ask me any questions you want about the team, about life. What the, we don't care. I, I, I have no restrictions on any of it. But the, the great thing is via the, the Hoffle app, H-O-F-L, you can play in DFS contests every single week. So you get to play in all these cool contests and win. And But you have to get in before Thursday. So before tonight's game, that's the legendary lineups. That's $75,000, everybody. So make sure you get in and, uh, you, you know, get after it. You set a DFS lineup. And it, you get bonus points if the Las Vegas Pocket Kings team does well. So I think that's pretty damn cool uh, as well. And then if uh, if you are listening to this after Thursday, you missed the, the legendary lineups one. Well, there's blood, sweat, and tears every single week. You win $25,000 prize pool in that contest, and you get to play and enter every single week of the season as well. So uh, fun, awesome. Best of all, free, something you guys could do. Have fun all season long. Expand your fantasy football activity. Okay, so there you go. All right, enough of that shit, right? News. Mike Concho, if you're listening to this Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, we'll go back to his regular name. Till then, it's Mike Concho. Foot injury, stepped on it. Reports, inconclusive. Jeff Mann says he'll play. I think he's going to play. I think it'll be fine. So I'm not I'm not that worried. If he does miss a week or two, so what? We draft him in the eighth round. I do not have a problem with it. I just don't. I'm very happy. I thought this was going to be leukemia or cancer or something. Like when you see your undisclosed, you don't know what the fuck you're about to get into. So I'm happy that Mike Contra finally going to get an opportunity to show what he can do, whether it's this week or what have you. George Kittle heard his groin to practice on Monday and looking increasingly likely that he's not going to play Sunday against the Bears. That's a very soft field. It's a terrible field to play in if you're nursing any kind of soft tissue because aggravation can happen. So I would get another tight end on your team. ASAP, it's looking bad. 
for George Kittle at this point. I don't think he's completely out, but you need to back a plan just in case. And, you know, you're just drafted. You're going to have waiver wire. Better better pay attention to that Kittle situation. Let's go over my most owned players in fantasy football this year. I am I am transparent. I will be transparent every single day of my life, every single day on this podcast, every single day on our shows. Uh, that's what we do. All right? And it's just every single day we are going to tell you what, what I'll tell you what I do and how I finish and records. And there's no hiding anything or skating or escaping um, when we're wrong on different things. Players I own the most, the quarterback is easily Patrick Mahomes. I was very much in favor of elite quarterbacks this year. I own some Josh Allen, a bunch of Justin Herbert, but I, what we would call a fuck ton of Patrick Mahomes. So I have a ton of Mahomes. Um, some, you know, Jalen Hurts, a secondary quarterback that I own a good amount of. In best ball, I've got a ton of Tua Tagliavoa um, and a bunch of Daniel Jones. Those are my highest owned players in all those spectrums. My running backs, I'm pretty diverse at running back. I'm pretty split. It's a little surprising, quite honestly. But um, yeah, it's it's very uh, I think it's very surprising, and um, I think that it's just uh, AJ Dillon. Actually, yeah, AJ Dillon's my fa- most owned player right now at the running back position. Right, he is my most owned player. Which is absolutely uh it's pretty surprising. Javante Williams, another highly owned player for me. Damian Pierce, pretty much all of my Damian Pierce exposure came before mid-August when he has now ascended into the second and third round. I got Damian Pierce in 12th, 13th, 14th round from April all the way through August. So I'm pretty happy about that. I'm excited about that. I like having that pick right there um other highly owned players for me mike concho of course dk medcalf of course um courtland sutton i own a lot of courtland sutton I-, I was heavy into him i think the matchup with russell wilson for courtland sutton is absolutely fantastic i think he'll catch 10 plus touchdowns juju smith schuster and michael hardman with all my Patrick Mahomes exposure, I have a ton of the Chiefs wide receivers. I own Velda Scantling in places. I own a lot of Sky Moore. I am heavily involved in that Kansas City passing game. Uh, those are my highest DK Metcalf I mentioned. Hancho I mentioned as well. I got a lot of more Devontae Parker than I thought. And tight end, I have Kyle Pitts and Dallas Goddard. And if you go into best ball, I've got a lot of Mike Kosicki and Evan Ingram from uh, for the season. So those are my most highly owned players. Now we go into some of the uh, players that I missed out on this season, and there, there's a bunch in there. I have no Christian McCaffrey, had no real interest in Christian McCaffrey unless it was late first round and drop. He's been going one or two overall for a long time. So I, I had no interest there. I don't, the guy I do like is Saquon Barkley, but his price got too expensive. And I'm not going to take him over Javante. I'm not going to take him over Eckler or Mixon or Najee Harris. So thus I just didn't get much of him. Alvin Kamara low on him. Of course, the looming suspension. I wasn't going to pay the price, even though it's likely that he won't be suspended. Now I just, wasn't I didn't buy the rise after that. So AJ Brown like him really love him. I think Jay, I've been defending Jalen hurts all off season long. However, it's just not wasn't in the cards for me for AJ Brown, Jerry Judy. When you have two wide receivers on one team and I'm all in on one of them, which is Cortland Sutton. I just didn't get much Jerry Judy. So watch Jerry Judy blow up and go crazy this year. It's very possible, but um, I like for Russell Wilson. I want the long ball guy. I want the, uh, the high point guy. I want the touchdown guy. There's Lockett has done very well. 
Doug Baldwin has done very well. That's the role Judy's going to play. So I, there's no reason not to draft Judy. I just have too much Cortland Sutton. Um, other players that I don't own a, a lot of that I do like this year. Oh, I should have mentioned Ramondre Stevenson, one that I have a lot. I do have quite a bit of this year. Um, I don't have a lot of Brandon Ayuk. I do not have a lot of um, Travis Etienne. Players I like, but just don't quite love, I suppose. So, um, yeah, those are the – and then at at tight end, Mark Andrews would be the other player that um, I don't own any. I have Pitts. I have almost no Kelsey. Ton of Kyle Pitts, though, and a ton of Dallas Goddard. That's about it. Yeah, and then um, I do like Dalton Schultz. I have a couple only in best ball. I don't have them in any. And by the way, if you're annoyed with me saying I have shares in part, I I am too. Something I never wanted to do, but in the modern day of best ball, there's no way avoiding it. When you're in 50 leagues, what are you going to do? I'm in 20 leagues that have waivers. Those are leagues I'm going to concentrate on during the year. They're going to have my attention. Okay. So, um, the good thing about best ball is you couldn't, and then you see your exposures. This is who you were into at the time. We'll look back. We'll laugh. How the fuck could you like this guy? What did I see in this guy? That happens every year and it'll happen again this year. We're not going to hit hundred percent. I know that we recognize that, but you know, a lot of money to be won. Definitely worth, worth investing in to try to get your share of that money and trying to build the, the best possible team that you can. So, um, yeah, there you go. Um, elsewhere, uh, I think that's all for the news of the day. I want to get into my predictions. I've got a lot to bring forward to you. I want to talk, try to give proper time to every team or at least most of the teams out there uh, this year. Um, let's start out. I want to start out. The AFC East will start there. And um, I got team the standings so i have the bills winning the division that's not a surprise i do you know i was a little surprised i think the bills could win the super bowl okay and by the way very good chance that's who i have with super bowl well we'll see we'll have to you have to wait to the end of the podcast right um but 11 and 6 they lose games they lost games last year you know, Bills were 11 and six last year as well. So it's a good team, but, you know, they, they have weird losses like last year against Jacksonville and shit. Like, what are you doing losing those games? Should be no excuses in the world for losing those kind of games, right? But yet they did. And that's what's left out of it. So, Got them winning uh, only by one game. Second place in the AFC East is Miami Dolphins. Digging the Dolphins. Uh, what episode of the podcast was? That was a little while ago. It was episode 117. If you want to go back and listen to that, went through the entire organization, and I, I haven't backed off. I really do like them this year. I got them at 10 and 7. They're going to be breathing down the Bills' neck all season long. I got the Patriots at 9 and 8. And I gave the Patriots a couple of those wins. Just pure Bill Belichick, pull it out of your ass. But when you look at what the Dolphins have done offensively, building up the offense line, building up the receiving core, the running back, the backfield, all the talent the Bills have, how how can Belichick combat that? How You can be smart, but you need players to execute. And they just don't have the horses in New England like they used to. They don't have Tom Brady like they used to, you know, and Mac Jones did very well. And I think Mac Jones will, he's going nowhere in fantasy drafts and rightfully so gives a shit, but he's not, his final numbers will be better than what we remember or what we know just because they're efficient. They're smart with the football and the Patriots play good sound football and, so I have them at nine and eight. 
even though initial run of the projections were um were uh six and eleven. <laughs> that was my initial run and I had to overwrite that one because go in there and get some of these games where Belichick will be able to manipulate and uh and, and really put his stamp on these ball games. Um so that and then the Jets. I had the Jets at five and twelve. I believe that's an improvement from where they were a year ago. So, you know, Jets fans don't hate me, but listen, you're starting the season with Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson likely off the first four weeks. You lost Mackay Becton already. I mean, what the hell do you want from us? Right? I mean, seriously, bro. Like, I just don't know what else you can possibly want with that. Um, there's just I don't see any way they don't finish fourth within that division. I don't see it. So that's the AFC East. Everybody will go on to the AFC North and take a a little gander at what they have. And AFC North is the toughest, one of the toughest divisions in the National Football League. I think the it was a dogfight last year. It'll be a dogfight this year. I've got two teams above 500, two teams below 500. Two teams at 10 and 7, two teams at 8 and 9, though. Super close. I have the Bengals winning it. The improvements on the offensive line, even their defense is good enough within these divisions. Like the Bengals defense isn't great. It just takes you off your best thing. They got credible year out of Eli Apple last year. I don't think that will continue but you bring in dax hill um safety they drafted in uh the first round you know uh sam hubbard and bj hill dj reader and trey hendrickson who was a hugely impactful player i think the defense got that we know what the bengals bring offensively fantastic so they're, they're gonna win a tiebreaker over the baltimore ravens ravens at 10 and 7 i worry about lamar jackson that's the problem Problem is that Lamar Jackson is a pretty significant injury risk. If he were to go down, this team falls apart. And Huntley plays well. It's just not quite that level. And that's what we saw at the end of last year. So the Ravens, to me, are the hardest team to really project this year. I got them 10-7. and seven. I got the Browns at 8-9, Steelers at 8-9. I think the Browns are going to have a decent enough start to the season. They're going to go right into the toilet during the middle parts. And then Deshaun Watson coming back is going to be a huge shot in the arm. And I think they finish up pretty well, but out of the playoffs in the AFC. Um, AFC South, this division is a lot easier. This is the least competitive division in all of football or in the AFC, I should say. I think the NFC North is the least competitive division in the world. But AFC South, it's the Colts. They'll wipe the floor. The Colts will have the best record in the AFC. They will have the number one seed. They will have the um, the yeah for only bye week in the playoffs as well. So that is just going to be a uh, a wash, and nobody's going to be close to them. Second place. I gave the Titans second place. I'm telling you, if the Titans finish in last, I will not be even close to surprise. Yes, Jaguars and Texans could finish ahead of the Titans. It would not surprise me. But I gave I got them to eight and nine on the season. Um that's pretty much that's as good as I could do with with them. I just, there's nothing else I could have done. It's, they they don't have enough forces there. So um, Jaguars at 6-11. I think the Jaguars are going to make some improvements. Remember, the Jaguars were a three-win team last year. They make some improvements here, all right? They vault ahead of the Houston Texans. Texans 4-13, and same record they had a year ago. And that's just where I have it. Again, I think there's strides to be made. Texans don't have anything to be competitive. The Jaguars wouldn't be the most surprising team to me. They they wouldn't be it wouldn't be that surprising to see them compete at a super high level. 
right? It it just wouldn't. Um, second year quarterback, jump it up, improved offensive line, offense now that is like they ran in Clemson with ETN and Trevor Lawrence, which is the perfect combination for them. You know, like all these, all these things are immensely positive for the Jaguars. I just don't think they're they're especially defensively. They should have taken Aiden Hutchinson, by the way, but that's a, that's a conversation for another time as they finish in third. So um, there we go. What else? Then we go to the AFC West. AFC West is the best division in football. I don't really think there is any kind of question about that. I mean, the, all four of these teams could be in the playoffs. I may have three of them in the playoffs. Well, I do have three of them in the playoffs. Chargers win the tiebreaker over the Chiefs. 11-6 and six record for the Chargers. Chiefs finish second, also 11-6. and six. The Broncos third at 10-7. and seven. They make the playoffs with that mark. Raiders 7-10. and 10. Raiders defensively is what's going to hurt. It's the first year in Josh McDaniel's system. If we learned anything from Josh McDaniels and his time at Denver, when he's the lead guy, he tries to get way too flamboyant. All these former Patriot assistant coaches, they all try to do what Belichick does. They all try to go, they go way over the top, change the entire Rolodex, make everything too complicated. I think that it's going to ultimately hurt the Raiders. All right. I think either they, come out hot and start regressing as McDaniels tries to fold in new things, or they start out ice cold and eventually he adapts and chops the playbook down and gets them back on track. You know, it's just the Raiders would win just about any other division in the AFC. And quite honestly, the Raiders would win the AFC South, NFC East, NFC North, probably. AFC North, AFC South, possibly, yeah. So they would win, and but they're going to finish last in this division. That's just, unfortunately, the way it is, um, and the, at least the way I see it. So if you've been paying attention here, uh, I have a nice little uh, – 140-132 record for the AFC. Eight games above 500. Everything levels out there. The number one seed in the AFC is the Indianapolis Colts. Matt Ryan. Look at Matt Ryan back in the in the high life, if you will. Um, second seed, Buffalo Bills tied with the LA Chargers. LA Chargers will grab the third seed. Uh, and then the fourth seed being the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, so then we go to the Chiefs as the five. We've got the um, – oh, I lied to you, actually. We have the – oh, no, I did not. Yeah, we have the – that's right. We have the Dolphins as the sixth seed. We have the Broncos as the seventh seed. That leaves the 10-7 and seven Ravens out of the playoffs, and I hope Phil Backer isn't listening because he'll be heartbroken of this. You tie for the division, and you end up out of the playoffs – I mean, that's the AFC is so far superior to the NFC. It is not even funny. So uh, there you go. I do have the. Um, uh, I'll, I'll wait. I'm going to give you my NFC East teams and then I'll give you my AFC representative for the Super Bowl against my NFC representative for the Super Bowl. All right. You ain't getting it that easy, folks. Not coming off that freaking easy um let's go to the nfc east we start out east as we always do because god forbid we don't and i think this is a pretty not, not close division even though the records i have are a little closer i think the eagles are the class of the division by a mile i really don't think it's that close the philadelphia eagles win this division i haven't won it by one game just because some of the other guys, some of these other teams have really shitty schedules. And we'll, we see, we're going to see this. There aren't that many surprises, I suppose, in my AFC breakdown. 
The Dolphins may surprise some people, but if you're listening to this podcast, let's be honest, it don't surprise you at all. Um, so, but in the NFC, it's going to surprise a lot of you. I had the Giants in second, 10 and seven, one game behind the Eagles. Now, it's just a matter of the Giants' schedule's easy. They're going to jump up, surprise a lot of people. The defense has played well the last couple of years in spurts. Hasn't been great throughout. I think they get a huge boost from Brian DeBall and Daniel Jones. All these wide receivers, a healthy Saquon Barkley. and The Giants are going to be around, and they're going to be above 500 um, this season. And I think that's a huge stepping stone for them. Dallas falls to third, and they're going to go 8-9 and nine this year, losing Randy Gregory, losing Tyron Smith, losing Lael Collins, losing Connor Williams, losing Amari Cooper. I mean, it's it's just too much. Bro, it's too much. It's just so, it's way too much to deal with. And I think ultimately it's going to hurt the Dallas Cowboys. They slipped eight, nine. The commanders, mind you, Washington commanders finish in fourth, six and 11 for them. Ron Rivera's going to be on the hot seat. I don't think he deserves to be fired, but it's a good chance that he does end up getting fired um, after this. I just think that there's, Commanders are going to end up with new ownership here. Eventually they're going to force Daniel Snyder out and uh, the improvements and having Carson Wentz. I'm not an anti Carson Wentz guy from a fantasy standpoint, but we can't deny the fact that this guy, when it comes down to it, he just can't get the job done. Had a chance with the Colts last year. Couldn't get it done. So uh, that is that division. We will go to the NFC North. As I mentioned before, this is the most wide open division, or I'm sorry, not wide open. This least competitive division in all of football. It's just, um, it's one team, and that team took a hit. They lost defenders at Zadarius uh, um, Smith. They lose Devontae Adams, but the Packers will still win it, and they're going to win comfortably, twelve and five. This team that's won thirteen plus thirteen games each of the last three years, and they're just going to cruise without any kind of reasonable threat or opposition. That tells you how pathetic this division really is. Second place, it's my guys, the Detroit Lions. That's right. Fucking A right, man. I am uh, I'm bullish on them. I like what I saw in the preseason. I like what Dan Campbell is building there. I've talked two years now about lo- loving the coaching staff. We got to see inside the facility at on hard knocks, we got to see a lot of people that want to be a part of the Detroit Lions, that want to be a part of what Dan Campbell and company are building there. And in this down division against a weak team, that the, getting Aiden Hutchinson, hometown guy too, right? It this just elevate. You get that pass rusher for a very young secondary that has first round picks in uh, Mike Akuda. They go get the veteran Mike Hughes to play in the interior there as well. Um, and Charles Harris with Hutchinson on the opposite side, and they're building a defense here. Malcolm Rodriguez, the sixth rounder, is going to play that weak side linebacker. Could start very well. Could start. Dude's got quads like AJ Dillon, Saquon Barkley at a linebacker position. So it's going to be fun to watch Detroit Lions play football. And I'll be excited for Campbell. I'll be excited for everybody on that team. The whole organization, the fans, Jared Goff, who gets just busted down all the time. And it would be great to see him back in the high life again. Um, so Lions 10 and 7, Vikings 6 and 11. No one in the world's going to agree with me on this. And I I think I'm the only person maybe alive that recognizes that like the Vikings are very good and they're clearly rebuilding. Like, this is one of those, this is pretty clear that they are rebuilding this team and that they installed completely new schemes on both sides, offensive and defensively, that doesn't fit what their current personnel is. And we see that with Madison going to be jettisoned and, you know, they're moving the offensive line around. And it's just, it's hodgepodge. 
but every all everybody wants to look at because they're fantasy people's oh well uh, Justin Jefferson's really good and Kirk Cousins has been better and, and Kirk Cousins is being drafted this year to make up for all the people that shit on him the last two years because he was never as bad as people were saying the last two years and he outperformed them so now they're going the opposite way and making him the nouveau sexy hipster. MVP possible candidate. You're out of your fucking minds. Six and 11. Take it. Dead last place is Chicago Bears. Worst record in the NFL. Um, I actually have them tied for the worst record at three and 14. It is a shame what's happening to Justin Fields. Like it's a, it's downright criminal what they're doing to him. You know, it's it's a bummer, man. I was so excited when the Bears drafted him, but at this point, we've got to recognize the fact that it's just not happening. He's going to play good. We're going to get a, a Justin Fields. We'll see him in a positive light, make plays with his legs, his arm, the deep ball. He's going to make some real big down-the-field throws. But other than that, this is a lost season for the Chicago bears. That is for sure. Um, elsewhere. Uh, and then we got with AFC South, we have, um, let me see. Yeah. AFC South. We've got, this is a surprise NFC South. What the fuck I say AFC South. Uh, I actually have it typed out on my thing. It says AFC South. My division winner is going to stun you. This division, I think, is going to be way more competitive. I think the NFC South could have four different leaders past week four of the season. Yeah, even the Falcons. Falcons I have in last. Six and ten. You'll never believe who is in third in this division. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, eight and nine. I've got the Buccaneers at eight and nine. I think there's real problems with Tom Brady. I do not have any kind of confidence that Tom Brady is going to make it through the entire season. I could see him retiring midstream even very early on. I think there's a lot going on. The marriage trouble, the rumors I think are real. It's a shame. It's a bummer. Even if it's not, or I'm sorry, even if like, he doesn't retire. I think his play drops off dramatically. This is that year. He's 45. He's got all these other feel. We we can keep saying and pretending. Who does it? Well, look what he's done. He's done right. But just like anything, Betty White was 99 years old. Oh, Betty White. And then she's dead. And then you're just like, and then everybody's like, oh, wait, we're planning a hundred birthday party for her. You're right. But she was 99 years old. She's dead. Oh, that's right. Nobody lives forever. Same thing with Brady. You just don't do this forever. So um, this is the year it all falls apart. So who wins this division? The New Orleans Saints? Improved defense? Two good corner or safeties? Tyron Matthew, Marcus May? Even though May, all kinds of fucked up this offseason. Or the Carolina Panthers? I have the Carolina Panthers winning the division. If Christian McCaffrey stays healthy with, again, I I don't think it happens. I don't, I just don't. But I do think that Hubbard, Dante Foreman, and the conservative nature of this offense, along with LaVisca Chenault's acquisition that will help in the running game, if you can believe that, I think even they could even withstand Christian McCaffrey missing a quarter to half the season. I really do. I got the Panthers at 10, seven saints at nine and eight Panthers are so improved. They have such raw like talent. And that's what happens when you've been drafting at the top end of the draft for a decade, same with the lions, but the improvements of the offensive line, Austin Corbett, a right guard, Icky Kwanu, the new left tackle that drafted in the first round. The, the quarterback upgrade is immense. 
say whatever you will about Baker Mayfield and was he ever should have been the number one overall? Probably not, but he's still an all pro caliber guy. He, he's in that. There's no him and Kirk cousins. There's just Baker's more mobile. Baker is a little more aggressive, which leads to a little bit bigger of games, but cousins is more fundamental and less, less likely to completely shoot himself in the foot. So, um, Baker's an upgrade. You got the offense line upgrade. You got Christian McCaffrey if he's there all season. If you have the, um, and then you get the all the wide receivers. I mentioned Chanel. Terrace Marshall's hella good. Now he seems to be on the outs of this organization a little bit, but DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, this team is in real good shape. And it's, they were three no. First three games of last season start out incredibly strong. Sam Darnold just sucks. He's playing great and he sucks. So yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a very interesting season for Carolina defensively. They're very safe or very sound as well. I think that they have some real playmakers. Remember, getting J.C. Horn back is a big deal for uh for this defense getting you have Derek Brown and Brian Burns on that defensive line as well Shaq Thompson I mean you've got all the elements to be a strong defense CJ Henderson was a first round pick I mean Jeremy Chin who's a turnover prone safety so this team is a lot more talented and I've got a feeling they're going to be somebody to that contends in the NFC, in a very down NFC. Also, they were going to win the division. So Panthers 10 and 7, Saints 9 and 8, Bucks 8 and 9, and Falcons 6 and 10. The NFC West, a duh. This division will regress immensely. It's going to go Rams, best record in the National Football League, 13 and 4, followed by the Cardinals at 10 and 7. 49ers regressed to seven and ten. Seahawks three and fourteen. So there you go. Your playoff seeding in the NFC. Number one seed, the LA Rams. Number two seed, Green Bay Packers, 12 and 5. Then the Eagles win the tiebreaker for the third seed. Fourth seed, fourth division winner will be those Carolina Panthers that I mentioned. The other two or the three wild card spots. Cardinals at 10 and 7, then the Giants and the Lions. How about that? The Panthers, Lions, and Giants all make the playoffs in the NFC this year. Talk about a turnaround. It'll be a pretty fun ride. A lot of underdogs representing in uh, in this NFC as well. Um all right, so there you go. Those are my predictions. We will um, – my Super Bowl team – oh, yeah, to represent the NFC. Listen, I think the Eagles really have something, and the Eagles are going to be right there. I've got them in the NFC Championship game against the Rams. The Rams win in it, though. Oh, You know, that's a little bit of a chalky play, but it just when they see two teams match up, that's the way it goes for me as we sit here in early September. So the Rams face the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills, again, only 11 and 6. But we see a level of play. They've been there two years in a row. The thirst is there. They've gone through these motions. They played in these tight games. And it's the Bills season. Bills and Rams in the playoffs. Bills Mafia celebrates hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. They are the Super Bowl champion right here in Arizona. You and I partying because you guys, whoever's listening here, won the Superman's Bowl over on Superdraft.io. So we'll be celebrating Bills, Rams, Super Bowl, and the Bills take it home in the desert, in Arizona. There you go. As a matter of fact, MVP of the league will be Josh Allen, the Offensive Player of the Year. 
Ooh, I've got a little bit of a, uh, I guess this is a wild one. I have Debo Samuel, Offensive Player of the Year. I think the dual role here is just something we're seeing in baseball with Shohei Otani. We're seeing such unique players and playing different positions than we've ever seen before, right? And I think that Debo is going to end up touching the ball next to 200 times, something never been done in the world by a wide receiver. And he's going to gain 1,500 plus total yards. And it's that dual threat ability that wins over voters. And I think he gets that offensive player of the year vote. Defensive player of the year, I went Miles Garrett. Again, TJ Watt will be right up front. He'll have a lot to say, but uh, Miles Garrett, arguably, he's the next guy. We saw it with Donald. We saw it then go to TJ Watt, who was the runner up, and now Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, pretty damn good player. And I think he's at a, a level right now that uh, we just cannot deny any longer. So I've got him winning the defensive player of the year. Offensive rookie of the year. This was the hardest one. And I look at numbers and nothing jumped off the way it likely should jump off the page. However, Chris Olave of the Saints got my vote. Like Chris Olave in this spot. So uh, congratulations to him. And then, of course, the defensive rookie of the year. Aiden Hutchinson, it's going to make the biggest of impacts for the Detroit Lions. That's an easy one. Comeback player of the year, the playoff team, Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones will be a guy that at some point people are like, is this guy the fucking MVP of the league? Is he the fucking, and he'll do something to cock it up, of course. And finish, but he'll be, they'll be like, you know what? They love giving this award to quarterback. And uh, I think that he'll be right there in that mix. So Daniel Jones, a coach of the year, Mike McDaniel of the Miami Dolphins. You look at all the adversity. And I also think there's something to Brian Flores, who in the NFL and bringing, oh, well, you got fired for the new coach of the year. There's some kind of, that kind of stuff going on, unfortunately, but uh, I, I do believe it to be true. So there you go. Those are my predictions for 2022. They are now on tape. They will live in infamy, ladies and gentlemen. You may ask, man, what the fuck, man? When no week one stuff, you're just going to do a, I'll get you some week one stuff, you pudding nannies, all of you. Um I don't know what a pudding nanny is. I genuinely don't even know, but it's not a good team name. Like the, the pudding nannies. Well, seems seems good. At least seem good in my mind. Um, remember, fantasyguru.com. All my rankings, all my projections, everything there. Live chats, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. DFS, we got core four. We got the, law, the core four live stream. We've got the cash game breakdown, GPP breakdown, daily Fantasy football coaches, quarterbacks on Tuesday, running backs on Wednesday, wide receivers Thursday, tight ends on Friday, defense special team on Saturday. Um, It's all right there. I've got my Saturday afternoon chats. I'm moving it up. It's going to be at 4 p.m. Eastern time. I'm also going to do that's this week for the next couple weeks. I'm also going to do some voice chats and video chats through our discord with everybody for DFS. So my Saturdays, I'm going to split it up a little bit where I do some voice chats and regular type chats, I guess is what we'll call them. But um, yeah, kind of spice it up, spicing it up a little bit this year to take away from the monotony and also give everybody a chance to get questions in. And I think on voice chat, I can get a lot more detailed uh, as well. I understand convenience probably better for people on the old chat room. However, a lot more detail on the voice. So we'll mix it and match it for the season, everybody. So we got that. Um, my DFS core four. Well, you'll have to wait till Friday afternoon to read the article, fantasyguru.com for that. My week one pick 
my bet of the week, which we always give out in this podcast during the NFL seasons. Um, I really like the New York Giants plus six against the Tennessee Titans right now. I think the Giants win that game possibly straight up. I'm not going because Tennessee, if this was a different team, I would tell you take the money line, take the plus plus 160 or something right now. I would just tell you to do it. The Tennessee Titans find ways to win, and the Giants are a you know comeback type team enough that a young enough team, I guess I should say, that I just can't trust them to close out a victory. So take the six points, run with it, and just like never look back because I, I think we'll be uh, in, in very good shape with that one. So I like that. That's my favorite bet of the week. And then we always give a survivor pick out here as well. Um, tougher survivor week. A lot of weird shit happens, doesn't it? A lot of weird stuff happens in week one. And you got to stay out of some traps, backup starting, and teams that you thought. See, I, I think that this year in survivor pools, you're going to want to be very conservative. Don't play the game of I'm going to wait on this player, right? I'm going to wait on him. I'm gonna... No, don't do that. What I want to do is get the most obvious plays early on. Too many people play that game. And I think, as I mentioned this season, I have the giants lions, um, who else? Dolphins, some, some really not highly thought of teams making the playoffs and having winning seasons. So what with this crowd being so late arriving in fantasy football this year, and just not just in fantasy, just people are believe that it's still 2021 and that, Oh, last time I watched football back in February, this team was better than that team. They didn't pay attention to the 10 new head coaches, 16 new offense coordinators, 14 new defense coordinators, 190 different free agents signing, the 256 or whatever NFL draft pick. Like nobody's paying attention. So there's a lot of updating that needs to be done. So I think that we'll get, this is a year where we're going to see two. If you're in a survivor, they're going to, it's going to be over by week six or eight. And then you're going to run it back for the second half. That, that's what I think is going to happen. So with that, I'm going to go to Denver Broncos. There's risk. I hate road teams in week one. Oh, uh, or I hate road teams in general and survivor. I also don't like narratives. This is obviously Russell Wilson going back to Seattle, big narrative there. Um, anything could happen. He, he, he could, his butthole is too tight and he, plays like shit because he's clinching too much. There's a lot of different things that can go wrong here. But at the end of the day, I have the Seahawks at three and 14 tied for the worst record is the bears for good reason. There is extra incentive for Russ to not just play well, but to win going away. Broncos are really good defense. They get, you know, acquisitions. Uh, they, they get Randy Gregory this off season and, um, and the quarterback, I mean, you know, you can't, you cannot, the Quan Williams was the other guy that uh, the Broncos went out and got from San Francisco, somebody to play on the inside at corner, you know, nickel corners, I guess. So I, I like everything that Denver has. I think that they are a playoff team. They're going to be very competitive and Russell Wilson. So and of course, Javante, you go wrong with Pookie. So yeah, Denver will beat Seattle. Monday night football, week one winner. Lock it down. Baltimore over the Jets was definitely secondary on my list as well. If you wanted to go that route, I wouldn't hate it. It's a that's a revenge game. Flacco going against Baltimore. But uh I don't see much of a challenge right there. All right, folks. Well, I think that's gonna do it. We have officially gotten through draft season. We are officially into the 2022 NFL regular season. Uh, my last thoughts is that I'm waiting. I know what's going to happen. It happens every year. Something 
I believe in, whether it's the Giants or any of the predictions I made today or throughout the last three months, something will go wrong and you guys will come at or somebody will come after me on social media or whatever. Just know that like I have so many years in this business of doing this. I'm really not interested in playing this game. I'm going to be right this year. Like it. You could not like it. I will get things wrong. And there's not going to be any hiding or any any of that. But if you think one week is going to shake one motherfucking hell of difference whatsoever, then you're legitimately not playing with a full deck. You are legitimately out of your minds because it won't matter one iota. All right. We are in this to win the long haul. We are in this to win over a long period of time. We're not just coming in and showing up willy-nilly and going away. Okay, so that's what we do. Going to be successful. Never had a losing DFS season. Never had a losing betting season. We've won championships every single year I've been in the industry. My subscribers have won championships. Percentage of them, I have no idea, to be quite honest with you. But... Tons of screenshots. Go search Elite Mafia, and every year happens. So we're going to get there. It's not going to be easy. There's going to be obstacles. There's going to be players that suck to start, are better to start than we thought. Everything We will navigate. We will change, and we will win. You have my word on that. Stick with this podcast. Stick with me. Stick with FantasyGuru.com. Stick with Elite Sports. Stick with the Elite Mafia. This is also family. It's in my Opening remarks to our DFS people for 2022. I, um, I'm tired of rooting against people. I'm tired of our own people rooting against people. I want the environment we have at Fantasy Gurus that we are going. We are family. That's what Mafia means, and that is what we are about. I want us pulling for each other. If you can't win, let a, a brother or sister win, a Mafia member win. That's what we are all about. Can't be assholes can't i under you're gonna tilt your asses off every sunday you're gonna tilt and tilt and tilt because something didn't go your way too bad suck it up buck up be tougher be an adult and learn to live and fight another day that's my opening remarks to you for this season enjoy the games thursday enjoy the sunday night games we'll be back next week Folks, remember, fantasyguru.com, there is a promo code RADIO20. It's still going on, full in-season product as well. So make sure you're getting over there and and check us out. Get in the Discord, all of our bets, all of our DFS. It is there. Get to fantasyguru.com. Fill up that drafters contest as well, everybody, because uh, I cannot wait. $250,000 on the line. I want somebody taking that down can't be me we want it to be family elite mafia baby that's it for this episode thank you for tuning in remember you may agree or disagree with some or maybe even every damn thing that you heard on today's show throughout the last few months and it's perfectly all right why because you know why it's one man's opinion see you next time everybody good luck this season Deuces.